with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. It's the Trevor Simeon Show, Sunday at noon in your Peter Superdome against the Dirty Bird. It's fucking hate week. Let's go kick some pigeon tail. We may have to, he's not scheduled. I may need at least 30 seconds from the graph. I mean, I, I can't do a full week of show and not ask him about the most hated football team in his mind. There might be another one. Can't get into that, though. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Everybody looking forward to the weekend. Partying, partying. Partying, partying. Fun, 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 fun. Looking forward to the weekend. Are looking forward to the weekend. Trevor Simeon announced. Your quarterback starting Sunday for the Saints. Taysom Hill, full participation yesterday. Limited on Wednesday, so that's a good thing. You'll see both. Six-point favorites are your Saints. We'll speak with Will Guillory in a matter of seconds here. As the Pelicans do have to play tonight, they take on the Warriors. So we can continue to discuss what's going on with Zion and the future and all that other stuff. And we will. Um, but they got a game tonight. they got to try to snap a losing streak and get a W. So we will see uh, what takes place tonight. 9 o'clock ESPN, a nationally televised game. Also this hour, Marlon Favorite at 1.30. So Will Guillory, this segment, Marlon Favorite, 1.30. Then Leo Haggerty, 2.30. Rest of the way, it's open phone lines for you. And we will also dive into what's going on with the Saints. We'll hear plenty of sound, and we will do that. As Alvin Kamara and others were touching on how they feel about the, the game coming up on Sunday. And Demario Davis and Alvin Kamara kind of both, again, you can just really hear the confidence level, I guess, on a team that, you know, is experiencing again, some big injuries and obviously the news of not having Jameis or, um, Michael Thomas this year. Here's Alvin Kamara and guys stepping up. Like, I think I say every time, you know, we have like a situation, one of these odd situations, either lineman, running back, whatever, quarterback. I think it's like a standard that's that's set on this team to where, you know, I think the preparation that goes into being able to step on the field with the Saints helmet on and jersey on, I mean, it's, it's, it's at a premium. Like, that preparation throughout the week, even when you're not playing, you're preparing like you're playing. So, like I said about Trevor earlier, like, you would have thought he got – you would have thought he was – like he knew he was playing the whole week the way that he stepped in and kind of just operated and, and managed the game so I think um, you know with what we've been through like you said with Drew going down and Teddy being in and Taysom being in and Trevor more than any position I think that's a position where you got to be ready so I think we, we do a good job and I would just I guess I'm saying we like I'm you know I, I told y'all about my little GM thing but I think Sean and and um and Mickey and, and, you know, our personnel, they do a good job of getting guys that they feel like can can play, you know, or be able to answer answer the call. So um, kudos to, to, you know, 
Trevor for being able to step up and and, and operate and, and function. So that's uh, Alvin Kamara again on the team, having the confidence that they have here. Also, Demario Davis uh, on the defensive side saying, look, one of the things that the Saints defense has been able to do is create turnovers, which has absolutely helped. I mean, look, it absolutely won them the game last week. Yeah, it's a lot of preparation. I think, um, you know, putting in great game plans, you know, beginning of the week, Everybody being locked in and have a high confidence in our system when everybody does their job, it's going to work. Um, understanding offenses and, and how they're trying to attack us, whether that's in the run game or the pass game, understanding what concepts we're going to get. Um, a lot of times we're out there talking, you know, before the, before the snap, you know, what formations we're seeing, what routes we're probably about to get, stuff like that, I think. Um, and then having guys very talented, you know, uh, we have a very fast defense, so guys can can get the spots very quickly and uh, change angles. And so, uh, and definitely, just it's a part of our DNA, and we want to win. The, we want to win the takeaway battle every week. Uh, we know our percentages percentage of winning goes up when we're able to do that. So we've been able to do it. We got to continue to be able to do it. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. We'll hear from Will Guillory here in a quick second as the Pels take on the Warriors. I believe we have them on now. Will, good afternoon, man. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Just laughing at my timeline. Uh, Aaron Rodgers exploding himself on the Pat McAfee show. But other than that, you know, my day is going pretty well. This week has been something else, hasn't it? Saints lose their starting quarterback. No Michael Thomas. You <laughs> talked about Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, Chuck and Shaq apparently OBJ. had a baby. I mean, <laughs> man, um, oh, that look. Beckham got cut. Yeah. And Saints fans want him. I will, when it comes to the team though, that you're covering and you're out on the West Coast, it's tough to and look. I'm I'm serious. We've gotten like eighty percent phone calls this week on the Pelicans. They're one and eight, and the Saints <laughs> lost their starting quarterback and aren't getting their number one receiver. But we have a lot of people calling in with suggestions, ideas, or feelings. What's your message to Pell's fans right now? Yeah, I mean, I kind of wrote it after the last game. Uh, it, you know, the, the most unfortunate thing, uh, you know, uh, comparing this year to last year, I feel like last year so many of the Pals fans kind of detested that team because they were so talented. They had Zion healthy. They had Brandon Ingram healthy. You know, Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe were guys with, with great history in the league, and they just couldn't win because it, it felt like they just weren't willing to put in the effort. They weren't willing to coalesce. And with this team, they've done all the little things, right? They play hard. They commit on defense. They got a coach they believe in. They just don't have the talent. <laughs> you know, it's just the B.I. and Zion's hurt. They lost Herb Jones. Who, who thought we'd be saying Herb Jones would be a big loss, but that's a huge loss for them. And now it, it feels like they're doing all the little things right, but they just can't win uh, because they just don't have the talent right now on the floor. And I think it's really frustrating for Pels fans, but I would say, I think the encouraging thing is that they're finally doing everything right. You know, I feel like, you know, that was what the big talking point around Zion. Are they doing the things around him to, to build the foundation? And I think they're starting to do that now. But unfortunately, you know, the big guy isn't healthy and we're still not sure when he is going to be healthy. But I think if there's one good thing you can take away is that, like I said, they're committing on defense now. They're getting these young guys the opportunity to learn and grow. It's just along with that comes, you know, some tough nights and some tough losses, and that's what they've been experiencing lately. 
I think one of the things that's interesting to me is that you're right. You can see, like, look, it's night and day, right? I mean, Valanchunas is about as good a center as this organization's had in a long, long time. Like, that's that's a fact. You can see that. Um, the impact that a second-round draft pick has had on this team, the plus-minus and just overall department in Herbert Jones, you can see that. I think Devontae Graham's a nice addition. You can see that. But my goodness, when you don't have literally the two players that you brought in those guys to play with, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, I don't know how you can make a decision here. It's one thing that I have Zion, but with B.I. missing the game, I mean, you're you're literally you're going into a fight, a gunfight with a plastic knife. Yeah, I mean, if you take the two best players off of any team in this league, you know, things are going to look bad. And I think, you know, if anything, you look at some of these games and they've been in them. You know, just about every game they've been in it in the fourth quarter other than the Chicago Bulls game. But even, you know, open at night, they lose by 20 to Philly, but they were within six points early in the fourth quarter. It just kind of, you know, blew up on them at the end. And so many of these games are single digits in the fourth quarter. And, again, they just don't have the two best scores. So they get into these, you know, four or five-minute stretches where they just aren't able to get any offense going. And, you know, it would help a whole lot if you had a guy who averaged 27 last year a guy who, you know, won most improved player a couple of years ago, uh, I think it would help. And I think a lot of these pieces will make sense mm-hmm. if you had those two guys available. Uh, but, again, it's a question of when is Zion going to be healthy. I think B.I. is going to be back relatively soon. I think mm-hmm. the hip injury is something he's dealing with. I think it's something he's probably going to be dealing with for a while. It's just a matter of when he can kind of tolerate the pain. But with Zion, you know, it's a big question of not only when he, that foot is going to be healthy enough to really put him back on a core five on five, but when he's going to be ready to be back to where he was last year. Uh, you know, when he was averaging 27 a game, 60% from the field. Uh, I think it's hard for anyone to really say we know when that's going to happen. So I think it's really uh, tough for this franchise because, again, I feel like they're doing a lot of things right, but you need your best players to win. That's the bottom line. That's the only way it works in the NBA. Um. I asked Shemit Dua yesterday for his opinion. Now I'll ask you on yours with this. I think Trey Murphy, I, I, I'm a, I understand it was summer league. I understand it was preseason. I get it. But is it just me that is like, where did this narrative come where he's a catch and shoot three point shooter that sits in the corner? Like I didn't see that in other games. I saw him driving, guarding over at the elbow, around the rim. He was starting steals in summer league, you know, guarding. I, I just, I, I saw him doing a lot more other things. Is, is part of what's happening right now with him trying to find out how to use him, comma, and then will or will, could, could that be because I think he might be better starting? Then coming off the bench where he's actually playing with the Graham and a Valanchunas and, and other guys that can sort of help from that aspect of it. Yeah, I think part of it is is what you said originally that, you know, playing a summer league, playing a preseason, and it was a lot different than playing in the real games, you know, the speed of the game, the talent of the players on the court. I think it was a big adjustment for him. And I think defensively he's still coming along a little slowly, making those reads, you know, understanding where to be at the right time. I think that's some of the stuff you saw, like the, the clip that went viral with Willie Green in the Phoenix game, where Willie Green was on him about being at the right place at the right time. And I think you've seen that a couple of times this year where he's still processing, where you can kind of see his brain kind of moving. And he's like, oh, wait, I'm a step slower. I should be over here. And I think, you know, uh, the way Herb Jones has come along so fast 
I think it's made it tougher to, to kind of look at a guy like Trey Murphy and say, hey, he's kind of developing the way a rookie should develop on a defensive end, right? This game moves extremely fast. The spacing is crazy. Everybody can shoot threes. It's difficult for guys to learn in their rookie year. So I think he's coming along pretty well. And I think as far as on the offensive end, uh, again, going back to what we talked about before, I think it would help a whole lot if you had Zion out there forcing double teams to get <laughs> Trey Murphy open shots. Right. Uh, I think, you know, the way he succeeded in summer league in preseason, he said it himself. He's coming into these games. The team are saying, teams are saying, hey, don't leave him open. We can't, we can't leave Trey Murphy in the corner open. We know he's going to knock that shot down. So he's not getting the open time opportunities he got in summer league. So I think it's been an adjustment for him to find out where else he can find his offense. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, if you add some really talented offensive players to the lineup, you can get him more open shots. But really, I mean, the only guy on this team that can – maybe force a double team is Jonas Valanciunas. And I think he hasn't even really done that yet to a great extent, even as great as he's been. So I think it's tougher for Trey when those shots aren't open. And, you know, he just really isn't comfortable making plays off the dribble yet. Okay. Will Guillory covers the Pelicans for The Athletic. You can listen to the Pels and Warriors tonight right here, 8.30 pregame, 9 o'clock tip. How about the two other players in the draft with Zion? A lot's been made of Zion this week, and we've been talking about a ton of the show, so I won't bore you with it. But here's the thing. What's your opinion of the start? You know, tomorrow, well, no, this is game 10. So when when you look at it, the start of Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yeah, I think it's been real disappointing for both of them, man. I wrote that, you know, in my story after the last game. I think for Nikhil, uh, obviously everybody knows I'm a big, big Nikhil believer. I think that guy has a bright future in the league. I love his talent. I love the way he sees the game. But, man, the guy is struggling right now to find his way. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I think yeah, he, him and Brandon Ingram, I've said this before, kind of have this same issue where they want to be great so bad and they want to make a play so bad that so often they get caught up in their own stuff and they lose the, the bigger picture vision of what's going on with the team. And I think that's what you see a lot with Nikhil. He wants to make all of these shots. He wants to prove that he's making this jump this year. And a lot of times it's like, hey, man, just pass the ball and you'll be fine. <laughs> you know, we don't need you to score 30 points. We don't need you to take 20 shots. And I think he's still learning that and he's struggling right now. You can see the confidence in his shot just isn't there. Uh, but I think the talent is still clear, the way he can get to the basket, his size, the guard position. Whenever he does decide to pass the ball, I think he does make good passes. Uh, I think he makes good plays in the pick and roll. But I think for him it's just figuring out, you know, when to make the right play, when to read the defense, kind of understanding it, when to pick his spots. And I think, again, it goes back to my something I said earlier. I think this is stuff that he probably should have experienced last year, right? This is stuff that you've got to learn earlier in your career now he's really getting his first opportunity to play big minutes in year three. And he's going through all these lessons now. And I think that's something that young players have to go through. And unfortunately he didn't do it last year when all of this should have been happening. So he could have been prepared for this season. Uh, But I think for Jackson Hayes, I think that's a a real concern. I think I'm much more concerned about Jackson than Nikhil just because we just haven't seen a development in his game. And I think it's just hard to see where he fits in today's NBA because it's not like he he still doesn't have quite the size to be a starting center. Mm -hmm. He's not hitting the jumpers. Everybody told us he was going to hit coming into the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once again, in that Sacramento game, he lost his playing time to Billy Hernan Gomez, a guy you got on the minimum contract. Mm -hmm. And again, Jackson Hayes is a guy that you took with a top 10 pick. I mean, that that might be the last top 10 pick you get with Zion Williamson in the building. And it's a guy who's giving you 15 minutes a night and maybe he's not even getting that anymore. So I think that that could be a huge 
mistake on a David Griffin ledger, you know, going down the line. And I think the big thing for him is just bringing that same level of effort. And I think it's it's crazy that we kind of always have to have this conversation with Jackson where he's got to be a guy that plays with that Montrez Harrell hair on fire mentality every single night. And we just don't see that from him consistently. And until he can provide that, I think it's hard to not put a guy like Billy Hernan Gomez in there because you know exactly what you're getting from Billy. He's going to get your points around the basket. He's going to be a big body. He's going to get your boards. Yeah. And with Jackson, we really don't know what you're going to get from him every night. So I think you know it's a huge concern for this team knowing how much they invested in him. Will Guillory, speaking truth and facts. I mean, I, I've said it this week. I just, and it's not to be disrespectful or ugly. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at what I see on, on a court and I don't know what he does well and, and what is his projection? What are you projecting him to be? Is he a starter? Is he this? What do I, I don't know. And to your point, Hernan Gomez comes in remarkably seeing his first minutes of the season and he's at the free throw line. He's getting rebounds. He's making passes. He's setting picks. I just, you know, it's tough to see. I'm with you 100% on Null. That's a guy that I keep playing minutes. Let him figure it out. The other one is just, it's it's hard to look at, man. But look, anyway, we'll wrap up with this, man. 60 seconds. Other than Steph Curry getting lost on his way to the arena, what what needs to happen for the Pels to win tonight? <laughs> man, they need their guards to play well. You know, it's a conversation we just had about Null. Devontae Graham, is, he's, I think he's been pretty good so far in his first nine games with the Pels. But I, I think you, you see they play better once he's shooting the ball and he's more consistent. Obviously, we haven't seen much of Null playing well, but I think when he plays well, they play better. And, and we you know this, this Warriors team is going to get up and down. So they're going to play a fast pace. They're going to want this game to be 110, 120, somewhere around there. And if that's the case, the Pels are going to need their guards to make shots. They're going to need them to play well. And I think I'm going to be looking at Graham and Nauta Knight to see how they match up against that supernova Steph Curry, man, because he's incredible. And it's going to be fun to watch him tonight and see how these Pels guards try to match up with him. We'll always appreciate the time, sir. Enjoy the game tonight and safe travels back home. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you. Yep, for sure. Take care. That's Will Guillory. covers the Pelicans for the Athletic. Quick break. Uh, D, see you on hold. We'll come to you right out of the breaks. The Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana, and it won't be long until you can bet on all of your favorite sports from the comforts of your own home. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. No deposit required. DraftKings is bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code LaRose when you sign up. Those who sign up right now will get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Louisiana. That's code LaRose to get $100 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-70-STOP. 21 and over. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Hey, hey, my friends. It's Dana DeFran Freelu here. Just wanted to reach out to you that I and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one less worry off your shoulders. 
Always remember, price is priority. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Trevor Simeon announced starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, in case you're wondering and haven't heard. Deep, thank you for calling us on the Sports Hangover. How are you? Are they good? Doing well, man. How are you? Uh, so far, so good. I, I had to go get the shot today, so I'm a little under the weather. Uh, I hear you. You know, it is what it is. Uh, what you going to do? Um, listen, I'm just passing the Smoothie King, and I've just seen the, uh, the digital ball with Zion on. I think it's a team picture, but I only see Zion. <laughs> I had to throw that one at you, you know. Okay. It's, mm-hmm. it's all good. Listen, uh, um, I wanted to uh, talk about uh, Zion, uh, even though I don't really call in about uh, uh, basketball too much. But uh, um, but Zion, is uh, um, he, he reminds me, but let's put it this way. You're, you're Michael Thomas, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and you get a... Uh, um, one second. You're Michael Thomas, and you get a um, a contract, and you're guaranteed sixty million dollars. Okay. Now, do you think we would have the Michael Thomas that we're experiencing right now if this dude didn't have a guaranteed sixty million? And what I'm what I'm getting at is these guaranteed monies that are given to these young professional athletes are really killing the sport because they, they they're getting this. I don't care. I don't need. Because I'm already getting paid. You see what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I don't think Zion would be where he's at right now if he didn't have any guaranteed money and he had to work for. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at, let's say me. Let's say they come up to me and say, hey, we're going to give you D. We're going to give you uh, 100000 for the next three years guaranteed no matter what. Okay? The so 300000 for the next three years, no matter what you're getting guaranteed, you got do you think you're still getting the same D coming to work that you have right now? You see what no, I'm but, getting at? No, but here's it's the thing. Just, I, I think I think I think D. It's 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 an individual thing. It's an individual basis. Because I'll sure. say this right. The, the reason I say that is, you can look at certain examples like say Alvin Kamara. He got paid last year. He played incredible last year. I, I think it's it's who that person is, um, and and. There are instances of players, you know what, they got paid, they're different. And then you see other instances of players that get their paydays and, and come out and play hard and, and do that. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore got his deal. He's playing incredible this year. So I, I think it's an individual thing. Well, it, 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 it's, all, it's definitely an individual thing. But when you put it like this, you walk up to, to a, a 21-year-old man and you let him know you are the face of this franchise. Yeah. When we think Pelicans, we think Zion. When we think winning, we think Zion. When mm-hmm. we think who's going to get the ball, it's Zion. Okay, that's what everybody in this state is thinking. What are you thinking right now? Yeah, coming five, three hundred and something pounds, out of shape, not doing what you should be doing. Okay, and not worried or saying anything good about your team. You are the face of this team, and if you're not the face of this team, or you're not acting like that, then you must 
send him on or send him away. Because remember, a, 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 a coach used to tell me years ago, I'll take that guy who's pretty good, who's going to be there accountable and going to be there every day, than that superstar who thinks he deserves and comes when he feels like it or gives you 100% when he feels like it. Right. Because you don't know what you're getting that day. You know what you're getting from that guy that's solid. And right now, you don't even know what you're getting. At the end of the year last year, he was disgruntled and, and unhappy what was going on. Well, we changed everything. And everything was changed towards helping you, Mr. Zion. And now you're 300 and something pounds and don't even look like you want to be here. Okay? That can't happen and, and because even though it's your money, okay, you are dealing with people's money. There is a reason why there's only three or 4,000 people in that stands right now. Because you are not giving them what they need. And when, when I say you, I don't mean David Griffin. I mean the man they pay money to be the man. Mm-hmm. And he's not being the man. You right. have to hold those feet just like Drew Brees. When Drew Brees opened his mouth last year, they shunned him and almost made him in a retirement before he even started the season. Right. Okay? You know why they did that? Because he is the man. Or none. And they're not doing that with Zion. And somebody needs to let him know this is how it's going to be. Or you know what? You can right. go to L.A. Well, where the brow is. Because right now, right now, if you ask me, he's street closed junior. I mean, he really is. Well, I'll tell you this, D. Thank you for the phone call. If you listen to that Ryan Rosillo piece, the the one thing in that two minutes and eight seconds he said that really stood out to me is, you know, he wonders if the organization's scared to death to try to be that forceful, as you're saying. Well, looky here. Looky here. Let me play the appropriate music. He's literally on the floor over there in Golden State. Pelicans going through shoot-around. But as I said on the air, there is no way I can go the entire week. Falcon 8 week, Saints and Falcons noon kickoff and not have the one individual I know that absolutely despises the Atlanta Falcons. Todd Graffinini, voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. But for this segment, or a few minutes, Falcon hater. Sir, how are you today? I'm good, Gus. I <laughs> uh, had a day off in San Francisco yesterday. Did a lot of walking. Got Got uh, got to clear the cobweb, so to speak. Great relaxing day in the city, and uh, getting ready for a game tonight. But uh, yeah, I couldn't um, I couldn't pass this opportunity up to. I mean, shoot around is literally tonight. going on behind we, you right now. Shoot, oh yeah. Shoot. Well, no. See, the thing is, and you've been talking about it, man. There's been so much going on this week mm-hmm. that the football game itself has just kind of got put on the back burner, but. A, it's an important game, and B, it's against the freaking birds. So, I mean, <laughs> let's go, let's go. Yeah, you know, they can't. They they had they put their chests out because they beat two bum teams to get to five hundred, and go. they backed that baby up by you know <laughs> laying an egg. I mean, an ostrich egg against the vaunted Carolina Panthers. So they're where they are. Under 500, they're where they should be, looking up at the New Orleans Saints in another year. So it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. But you, you can't cl- take them for granted, Gus. You can't no, you can't. Granted. No, because, I, I look, that, that game out of the bye a couple seasons ago cost the Saints a, a, a top seed. So you absolutely cannot. Um, you have close friends in Atlanta radio. What's this, this was, what's this week been like for them? Are they kind of feeling they'd like nothing more than to, you know, knock the Saints off a little perch here? Uh, it's funny you ask that, Gus, because I've been listening there all week. They have not mentioned the football game once because the Braves just won the World Series. That's true. It has been all, it has been all Atlanta Braves 
pretty much 24-7. The football game is literally an afterthought. <laughs> I mean, they have not they have not talked about it for one second. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually nuts. It's mm-hmm. nuts. <laughs> Give me one final thing not here. We'll let you go. One, one final thing. Under 500, baby. Keep them under 500. You know my second favorite day of the NFL football season after, you know, the Saints in the playoffs is when the Atlanta Falcons are eliminated from the playoffs. So, or eliminated from playoff contention, I should say. So, there it is. Uh, every, lo- every loss we hang on them, Gus, gets me closer to that goal. I love it. Well, I can hear a shoot-around going on in the background, sir. You're going to get to see Steph Curry and a couple of really – Good players, Warriors playing good basketball. Well, I can hear in the energy behind you, man. I know they're one and eight. A very good podcast the Pels put out with Mark Spears. Um, in a week and in a time where, you know, Shaq's baby and all that other stuff with Charles Barkley has been kind of news. It is nice, though, Todd, to hear national people speaking about the job Willie Green is doing. That's a positive thing, right? That's a positive thing. Uh, absolutely, Gus. And again, you can't. It, you really have no negative things to say about the way the team is playing. I, I mean, they're just, they're giving it their all every night. And that's what we talked about before the season even started. In the offseason, Gus, you know, I don't ask for much. I just want to see the team that I'm covering play hard every night. And right. they're doing it. They're just falling short. Gus, they've been in every game other than the first two. They just have not found a way to put it together. But we talked about it on the broadcast the other night. When you put yourself in position to win in the fourth quarter, your goats have to win the game for you, and right now the Pelicans don't have their goats. And I know a lot of people are going to simple as that. I know a lot of people are going to kind of say, "What do you talk about?" Whatever. But you and I have covered enough games and enough teams in basketball to know the energy I'm hearing behind you when 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 you're coming to the arena and you're, for lack of a better phrase, you're mailing it or just knowing or accepting defeat. It's a quiet shoot around, isn't it? It's, it's it's just quiet everything. You can just tell the sense and the feeling. And you you tell me, you would tell me personally, and you would tell us on the air. And and you're not. I mean, you can hear them in the background. It, this this is every day, Gus. I mean, they they do the same things each and every day. They're playing for Coach Green. They're very energetic. Uh, there's it's just a really good vibe around the group. You just got to get some wins now and and just. Because I, I, Willie Green's not going to allow them to hang their head. That's just okay. the way he is. He is a positive person by nature, and he has been that way since day one. So, again, it's fun to watch him on a day-in and day-out basis, but it'd be a whole lot more fun if we could start stringing some wins together. No doubt, man. Uh, looking forward to you having the call today. We'll have you at 9 o'clock, 6.30 pregame. Thank you, bud, for chiming in on the Dirty Birds and letting us. I love this. I think you should come in all the time during shoot-around. I love hearing the guys in the background. <laughs> It's awesome, man. Who that? Go get them. Beat them birds. There he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Todd Graffinini. Quick break. When we come back, we'll speak with Marlon Favorite. It is Bama. Hate we. Is it really? I didn't tell us you Alabama. Look, when you're a 29-point underdog, is what it is. Sports Hangover continues next on ESPN New Orleans.
Terrebonne General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish high school. We also provide concussion baseline testing to over 1,400 student athletes annually, along with CPR and AED certification to over 500 area coaches at both the schools and the recreation departments. We are proud to be your trusted resource in keeping our community safe. Visit TGHealthSystem.com. Other banks charge fees on savings and checking accounts. Doesn't sound good, does it? Capital One reimagined banking. So it sounds more like this. With Capital One, you can open an account with no fees or minimums in five minutes. Get started now at a Capital One location or online. Sound good to you? This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? For consumers only. Approval required. Offered by Capital One NA member FDIC. Copyright 2018 Capital One. DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana, and it won't be long until you can bet on all of your favorite sports from the comforts of your own home. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. No deposit required. DraftKings is bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code LaRose when you sign up. Those who sign up right now will get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Louisiana. That's code LaRose to get $100 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-70-STOP. 21 and over. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. I think we just lost Marlon Favorites. Uh, we'll try to get him here again. <laughs> We'll hear from Marlon, Big Fave 504. You can either confirm or deny I'm looking at the 2022 NBA mock draft. No, it's not. <laughs> Marlon Favorite. What up? What's up, sir? How are you? Man, all is good, brother. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, Gus, I, I tried to surprise everybody and do this whole deal with uh, a new single today. Madden actually dropped. I thought it was going to be ready on Monday. Uh-huh. That's right. We have a brand new song out. Madden, my big save. Next thing off from all in the broadcast. Oh, I love so that. I got surprised. I didn't know the platform was going to November is National Lung Cancer Awareness Month. You got to come in studio, sir. You got to come in and do that for sure. Um, look, it, it's Alabama and it's LSU, and it's one of those things where or other cancer causing normally you would be you know amped up and ready to go for this week, but it hasn't been sort of that kind of season. And in the meantime, you can still be at you have obviously a game that needs to be played here. And, early and with the college football playoff rankings coming out, you sort of early wonder is what kind of Alabama team you're going to sort of face here when it comes to it as well, man. It, it's just it's a different vibe and feel, isn't it? Screening can lower the risk of lung cancer death in certain people at high risk based on their age, general health, and smoking history. Talk to your doctor about whether lung cancer screening is right for you. All, all the fans are, are just expecting this, this big-time game. It's not that feeling. It, it, it feels like what would normally be uh, Alabama versus Mississippi State or the 
few years ago, Ole Miss teams and the few years ago, Arkansas teams, unfortunately right now, because of the nature of the season, us as LSU is in that position. And, and it's just what it is now. <laughs> So when you look at this game, Coach O said, look, you got a chance to heal up back on Monday, having that bye week. But at the same time this week, you saw a lot of people get injured in the secondary. How big are those losses in reality? I mean, not. I mean, you can see people tweeting the list of names of, of players that are not going to be back there in this game against the quarterback that right now is, you know, running for the Heisman. Yeah, so, so the, the, the injuries – uh, that that's accumulated really with both teams, both Alabama and LSU. Gus has you know has played his role. Obviously, a little bit uh, more uh, banged up for us. You know, moving forward uh, through the season, with the guys out there. I mean, for us, it's Derek Stingley. You know, he's out. Elias Rich, he's out. Uh, Sage Ryan, from what I understood, I know early in the week he was a game day decision, but the Paris, he's out. So dealing with you know those injury injuries. Uh, having to go out there against Alabama, who again a team that's dealing with injuries as well, but not to the point to where it, you know, it's more detrimental to them as opposed to us. So when you look at obviously the, the defensive side of things is, is trying to stop them. The one I guess thing I would say is you, you look at this year's Alabama defense and they're not the historic, you know, stock full of NFL. They may be eventually first round draft pick things of that nature. Like right now, it, there's talent. I'm not saying there isn't, and it starts with their D line. When you look at their D line, do you think the Tigers can run on them? Because you're going to have to, right? You're going to have to run. I mean, especially not having our number one receiver, Kaytan Booty, who who is responsible for half of Miles. Uh, I'm about to say Miles Brennan, half of Max Johnson's uh, touchdown. So establishing that run game, kind of how we were in Kentucky. Even in the Florida win, we're going to have to have that in this game to even hang in it, you know, for it to not get super ugly, super early. So, you know, just just looking at, um, you know, what we were able to midseason, able to develop in the running game, hopefully with the week off, one, Gus, help, and two, being able to get particularly the guys inside the trenches laid right. back up under them um, after a longer season. You know, we, we talked about this back on Monday, the importance of looking at this game, I think, if you're LSU as well, for those guys in the locker room. You know your coach isn't coming back. You know it's not the season you have. And, I mean, everyone knows that you're 28, 29-point underdogs. So, but it, it's what we talked about on Monday, Marlon. I think you know all eyes will be on you. 6 o'clock ESPN, the nation will watch. You two teams go. Everyone's picking that you're going to get smoked. Hey, this is an opportunity for you to – Show who you are, right? I mean, I think you almost have to approach it that way, whether it's individually and also as a team comp set. Hey, go do it. You make this game close, all of a sudden more eyes will be on you. And, and, and I think it has a lot to show who you are. You know, it's almost like a personal pride game, if that makes any sense to you. It, it is. You are playing for the name on the back of your jersey. Um, at this point in the season, it's no bowl games we're looking forward to. It's no college football playoffs. It, it's the hype that was around the program two years ago doesn't exist. So how do we make this thing work across the board? Well, it's some guys like Damone Clark who can help his stop by going out there and making big-time plays against LSU. It's like the reverse effect of what we're used to, Gus. Mm-hmm. Like we're used to playing against the Troy State of the world, right? 
and those guys using those games as, oh, I'm going to help my stock because I'm going to get an interception or make a big sack against LSU, you know, uh, i.e. DeMar- DeMarcus Ware. You know, you look at guys like my old teammate from uh, from Carolina, uh, Sharai Martin, you know, went to a school like Troy State, which at the time a lot of folks viewed as, you know, guys that were Division One rejects who didn't, um, quote, unquote, get the grades in high school and had to take the JUCO route in a school like Troy, mm-hmm. you know, accepted, accepted them with their baggage. But some of the best ballers you played against. That's, you, that's how we have to approach this game, Gus. We have to approach this game with the mindset that, okay, we're, we, we need to go straight. Let's shock the world. Let's get a win against Alabama tomorrow. Now, what guys were the key guys in that? Did Damone have 17 tackles? Did, uh, um, did Ty Davis-Price, you know, have a 200-yard rushing game? Did the offensive line say, you know what, we're going to put it on Alabama's defensive line? And, and, and that's the type of energy that this, the players. Not the coaches, not the guys like myself that's talking around the program. This is the attitude that the players uh, for LSU have to approach this game with. We're not going to, like the commercials say, we're, we will not bow down. <laughs> this is Josh Hart with the Pelicans who will not bow down. It, it, mm-hmm. It's almost uh, that, that same attitude in terms of LSU's uh, team right now. Marlon Fave writes at Big Fave 504 is a way to follow over on Twitter inside the trenches of the podcast. What do you see Saturday, man? Gus, I I see a team, unfortunately, I'm usually a lot more optimistic, but I I don't see a clean win. I can hope for a win. And and tomorrow, for sure, we're going to talk about keys to victory for the Tigers, and we're going to look at the things that have to happen, which we'll have to do two segments right now to really talk about all of it. So I, I I see a team, if, I have to say that 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 one word right there. If they go out there and give it a full cap, their full capability, what they're able to do, not listen to the outside chatter, take advantage of the rest time. Guys have to step up because there's a lot of injuries, you know, out there for the Tigers. We can we can pull off an upset, or we can lose forty to fourteen. You know, it, it's legit up to us. So I, I, that's what I see tomorrow. It's hard to kind of put a score on this. You know, let the spread tell us it's about a good three, four touchdown uh, spread that they have on us, four touchdown spread that they have on us. But, I mean, I do see a team that's probably tired of hearing the outside chatter and go put up a fight. And mm-hmm. if that team loses tomorrow, Gus, and it's only by a touchdown or three points, I'm not mad at all. Hello, somebody. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I like to see them play hard. Play hard, play competitive, and 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 make 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 it a game to watch on a Saturday night, right? Uh, why not? All right, Marlon, uh, it's the Dirty Birds, man. We all know what Atlanta's all about. It's crazy to think you lose your starting QB. You know your number one receiver isn't going to play at all for you this year. And I'm telling you, Saints fans are confident that they're going to win on Sunday. Vegas does as well. They are six point favorite. What do you see Sunday in the dome? I see a win. I, I, I do think that Coach Sean Payton is doing some of the best coaching we've seen him. It's like Vincent Sean. It's like we get this guy that comes in here in 2006 and turns this entire city around, puts the Saints back on the map, and he's coached and had Drew Brees for years, and you don't have Drew Brees anymore, and he's making it do what it do. He loses Jameis. You know, Trevor Syrian gets right in there, a guy that 
was with the Denver Broncos and started a little bit, but was in a shuffle quarterback and make something out of nothing. Like, Sean has really adopted what Juvenile has been saying for years in the song, huh? To make something out of nothing. And, and, and that's what he's doing from that position. Don't have an elite receiving core. I mean, I'm, I'm with the hundred some odd people that hope we picked up Cam Newton and hope we would have we went and got Odell Beckham early this morning, the first thing. And just imagine Cam Newton and Elvin Kamara and Odell Beckham all in the same offense. But, you know, Coach may not see it that way. He may have a plan, like he said. So I do think we beat the Dirty Birds. You know, they're without their star receiver in, in, in Calvin Ridley. Took a mental break, rightfully so. I believe in that as well. And, um, you know, they have Kyle Pitts. I think they're going to target him a lot. But I, I trust our, you know, linebackers one-on-one with him as we need be. Or, you know, you go ahead and put C.D. Deuce in that thing and lock them all up and mm-hmm. make it do what it do. But I, I think the Saints win, Gus. I think it's – I don't think it's a – uh, a blowout. I do think Atlanta will fight just because it is a uh, division game, but I do think the Saints win by at least 10. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think um, whether it's a point, whether it's whatever, you know, make it happen. Uh, Marlon, I just got to check on how you're doing. I know you're super excited that Dak's going to play this week, but I need to take your temperature and see if you're feeling all right that your Lakers <laughs> once again have lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Should we be concerned? Well, you know, AD hurt his thumb, you know, so we give him some injuries right now. It's too early. That's still a fault. My concerns with the Lakers come after All-Star. After around All-Star, we get these loss, these, these losses to the Thunder, and, you know, I think we're going to beat the Trailblazers. We're going to beat the Hornets. We're going to beat the Heat. I'm just looking at the schedule, Gus. We're going to beat the Timberwolves. Right, right. You know, the next few games are going to be some wins. It might be. Mm -hmm. Look, look, you got November 17th. We got to play against the Bucks. You know, the Lakers is just a super team, Gus. You know, obviously we thought that was going to be Brooklyn, but, you know, they have their issues. Mm You know, I just have to tease you every now and then, right? I mean, absolutely zero concern on November fifth about the Lakers. I mean, it's November fifth, and it's not. We're they're going to be just fine. Um, anyway, man, uh, appreciate it as always. Uh, how's De La Salle, bud? You got a game left, right? That's it. They just played last night. They yep. played uh, against Thomas Jefferson for their, their district game. Um, they did good. Uh, my man uh, Contrell scored him a touchdown, five touchdowns for five this season. Uh, Mark Dix hit him on the, on a touchdown pass. So it, it was a good game. I'm proud of him and his teammates. They, they finished strong there. They're persevering, Gus. I love it. <laughs> oh, there you go, man. Looking forward to chatting with you on Monday, man. Have a good call tomorrow on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Appreciate it, bud. Wish me luck tomorrow, Gus. Wish me luck, bro. <laughs> you know what? Ju- hey. Just pre-plan it. Order like some nice ribs, some TJ ribs or something. Like get yourself a nice meal and just eat on the air at the end of the game when you do the post game. That's all. You need comfort food. Exactly right. Marley, what do you think of this game? That's my favorite. <laughs> at Big Fade 504. Exactly. Go check out the podcast as well. Marlon, always a pleasure, man. Quick break. We'll come back with more in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. All around me feeling hot, hot, hot. What to do on a night like this? Is it sweet? I can't resist. We need a party sound. 
the Camellia Bay Resort? That casino in Slidell? Well, it's it's really more of a resort, you know? Like they have in Biloxi or Lobears in Lake Charles and Baton Rouge. So what happened when they opened? Oh, that's in the report that St. Tammany's Economic Development Agency just released. It's nearly 200 pages, seven chapters. Jeez. I know, right? But the numbers are impressive. Says here that resort communities like Camellia Bay, they do pretty well when they open. Really? Yeah, and Biloxi, like Charles and Baton Rouge, look at these facts. Unemployment down as much as 40%. Wages grew a third. And home values up 20% and more. When the economy booms. Yep, crime goes down. Crime dropped 16% in Baton Rouge and 24% in Biloxi and Lake Charles. Looks like Camellia Bay could do that for Slidell. Yeah, and then the North Shore wins. Download the research and see the facts for yourself. TheNorthShoreWinds.com. Paid for by the North Shore Winds. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is currently open and here to serve our community with a fresh new inventory arriving daily and over 150 quality pre-owned vehicles. If you have any questions regarding vehicle replacement or you're looking to purchase a new vehicle, we are here to help. Stop by 220 South Hollywood Road or give us a call at 985-876-7210 or visit GregLeBlancToyota.com. GregLeBlancToyota.com. We are Homa Strong. Hi, I'm Nichols head football coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team, Dan and Billy Foster at Terminex of Homa. They will drop a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go, Colonels! Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Well, let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, 800-998-1003. So way to chime into the conversation if you would like to do so. Uh, again, talk about your New Orleans Saints. They also have uh, announced that it's Trevor Simeon. It's going to be your starter. Now, Demario Davis and Alvin Kamara were made available yesterday. They kind of touched a little bit on the fact that, you know what? I'm going straight to it. Alvin Kamara could have been your quarterback Sunday. That's right. Seriously. Ready? Here we go. That's what I had to say. I was quarterback. <laughs> they came up to me in the, on the side and had my extra helmet with the little, with the little mics in it. I was ready. I was about to just put it on. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, okay, it's my time to shine. Probably get a little bit more money, you know, <laughs> throw a couple passes, get my Drew Brees on. But was that Trevor, straight, straight Wildcat or was it? Was it? Nah, wildcat. That's disrespectful. <laughs> That's disrespectful. <laughs> Trevor was on the sideline warming up, though, so I knew it wasn't my time. I was like, dang, Trevor out here. You know, I looked at Book. I was like, Book not dressing. And I looked. Taysom was gone. I'm like, okay. And then Trevor was throwing the ball. I'm like, ah. But yeah, man, what, I I was one away from being the new new quarterback because <laughs> it would have been a wow, it would have been a wild performance, and I would have like you know, it would have would have been what could have been, what could have been. There it is. Could you imagine how Kamara coming in? I'm in. Is there honestly anything that you think that he couldn't do? I would trust Alvin Kamara with the offense. I legitimately would. I would. I honestly would. Um, he also had this to say about 
that the rest of the guys on the team ready to step up. Look, not having Jameis and, and knowing that Thomas not coming in, you're going to have to do a little extra. Like, I think I say every time, you know, we have, like, a situation, one of these odd situations, either lineman, running back, whatever, quarterback, I think it's like a standard that's, that's set on this team to where, you know, I think the preparation that goes into being able to step on the field with the Saints helmet on and jersey on, I mean, it's 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 at a premium. Like that preparation throughout the week, even when you're not playing, you're preparing like you're playing. So, like I said about Trevor earlier, like you would have thought he got, you would have thought he was playing, like he knew he was playing the whole week. The way that he stepped in and kind of just operated and, and managed the game. So, I think um, you know with what we've been through, like you said, with Drew going down and Teddy being in and Taysom being in and Trevor being in and having to play. I mean, that's a that's more than any position. I think that's a position where you got to be ready. So I think we, we do a good job, and I would just, I guess, I'm saying we, like I'm, you know, I, I told y'all about my little GM thing, but I think Sean and and, um, and Mickey and, and, you know, our personnel, they do a good job of getting guys that they feel like can can play, you know, or be able to answer answer the call. So um, kudos to, to, you know, Trevor for being able to step up and, and, and operate and function, you know, drop it down. I think one of the things, too, to kind of get into is the fact that I thought, as Juan Kincaid mentioned when he joined us back in hour number one, Trevor Simeon came in, and it was a thing that I said on Monday as well. He didn't look rattled. He didn't look like he didn't know what he was doing, and you can't imagine that he had many snaps to go into it. So, look, he impressed uh, AK. Yeah, I mean, I noticed that during camp. Okay. I mean, Trevor's just cool. Like, he's super chill. Uh, he just got like like presence. It's like calm and presence. So, I mean, that's how he was when he got in the huddle on Sunday. I mean, it's like you would have thought he knew he was playing the whole time. So, um, I mean, I, li- I like him. He got a good demeanor. Beyond that, is there anything just about his game that, that stands out to you? The way you play? Uh, I mean, he play he played well all, all camp. I mean, uh, camp. I mean, all these past weeks he's been doing well. He, he throws a good ball. Um, I think nothing is really challenging for him. I mean, I feel like he just, you know, he kind of gets in the huddle, calls a play, lines up, and does it and moves on to the next thing. One of the other aspects, too, he was asked about was about, you know, stepping up and playing quarterback, as we mentioned. And, and look, this offense is kind of built around him, and obviously he's the key player and teams are – or planning, but you, you gotta just love, I, I think, his team attitude, man. He just so supportive of everybody. You already remember when Jameis took over last year and, and he, he said it all year. Didn't matter who was gonna be the starting quarterback, they were gonna play for him. So again, he's that one constant man that it's good to have. Good to have on your team, right? For sure. We come back. We'll hear from Tron Armstead to Mario Davis here as well as our two. We'll put that in bed. As Leo Haggerty will join us at 2.30. And I think we're going to hear from John Forcade to start next hour. He wants to chime in and give his thoughts on Trevor Simeon starting. So a quick phone call from John to start the hour here as well. Also, let me quickly remind you, DraftKings Sportsbook is coming up, ready to go live at the end of this month. Before then, though, download the app and get ready for it. Why Why? why do I have to do it now if I can't do it? No, hear me out. If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and you do it now, $100 free bets for you just for signing up. No deposit required. So that experience of being a leader in daily fantasy sports, 
They're going to bring it to the sports betting world. They've come up with this app. It's one of the best rated apps, sports book apps out there. It's the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So go ahead and download it and then put in the code LaRose. And if you do so, off you go because they will give you a $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. DraftKings Sportsbook app. Put in the code LaRose. We'll be back with our number three of the sports hangover next on ESPN New Orleans. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet from Etel Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off. 